How many are just sensing um, the presence of God kind of settling on you? Just lift your hand if that's you. There's just a sense, there's a number. Just keep focusing on the Lord right now. Lord, let the glory increase. Let the weight of your presence increase. Sometimes that presence feels like a gentleness or like a peace or like a warmth or you just sense that God is near. Um, sometimes it feels like God's just lifting a load off and refreshing is coming. Holy Spirit, just keep ministering the presence of Jesus through this meeting, Lord, tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, the beautiful thing about Jesus, um, I remember sharing sometime, uh, might have been last year, about the four-square gospel that um, um, in the UK there were a couple of brothers called the Jeffreys brothers, and they went through the United Kingdom preaching what they called the four-square gospel. And those of you who know church history will know Amy Semple McPherson, a great uh, woman of God from Los Angeles, saw a lot of power. She started the four-square uh, church movement in America. Um, and their, their belief was that Jesus was four-faceted, that there were four facets about Jesus that he came to present to us, that Jesus at first is the saviour, then he's healer, baptised in the spirit, and he is the coming king. And uh, we both sense tonight, in this mo at this moment in the meeting, Jesus the healer wants to touch people. And so if you have a need in your body, you're in pain, or there's some affliction, or chronic illness, or you just need a healing touch from Jesus in your body, why don't you stand to your feet tonight? Because we're going to believe the Lord to touch you. Honey, you've got some couple of words of knowledge. I think you want to... Uh, I feel there's someone here, you suffer from vertigo, and Jesus wants to heal you right now. Just receive your healing by faith. And I feel there are a few other people, you've got hearing problems, ear problems. Somebody has an infection, and there's somebody else, there were a few people who have hearing loss. In the name of Jesus, receive healing now. You know, Jesus spoke the word, and it happened, and they were healed. And as we speak a word... Just receive that word from the Lord by faith, mm. saying, this is mine, this is my gift. Mm. And Jesus can do it straight away. There's someone else, you, you, it's been concerning you, you have a, um, a bit of irregularity with your heartbeat. And for someone, it's just simply a heart murmur. It is not a serious medical condition. There is somebody else you have actually a serious heart problem with irregularity. You have an arrhythmia, and I feel God wants to heal that right now. Mm. If that is you, mm. receive your healing now in Jesus' name. Mm. Receive it in Jesus' name. Mm. And the murmur, God is assuring you, mm. do not worry. Mm. If you just put, try, just put your hand on the part of your body that needs healing. If you can't reach it or it's all over, just put your hand on your chest. And we're going to ask the Lord to touch you put his hand where your hand is right now. Uh, Father, we thank you that there is healing in the name of Jesus, that Jesus is our healer, that by his stripes we are healed. We thank you, Lord. We bless your name, that you are Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. And we thank you that you said, Lord God, that you would heal our diseases and 
bear our infirmities. And right now, through this room, in the name of Jesus Christ, we release the healing power of Jesus to you. We command infirmity, affliction, pain, injury. Go now, every chronic illness, in the name of Jesus Right now, the Lord wants to touch somebody. Your sugar levels, it's, a, it's, a, it's, pre, it's like pre-diabetic. It's a, it's, you're vulnerable. You're not yet in diabetes, and it, but it's a pre-diabetic condition. In the name of Jesus, the Lord heal you right now and set you free. In Jesus' mighty name, there's people here with breathing difficulties, chest problems, maybe heart, maybe lungs. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord heal you right now. There's a lot of pain in the room from injury. Uh, people, you've injured yourself. You've, uh, there's a number of back conditions, but other, there's some ankle conditions. In the name of Jesus, all the pain go now. We break its power in the name of Jesus. Guys, when we're calling stuff out, receive it by faith and then start moving some part of your body just to check out because often in the movement of faith, God's healing power will come. Holy Spirit, just would you keep touching people all over this room? We release the healing anointing of Jesus. In Jesus' name, receive your healing right now. The Lord heal you and set you free. All the pain go now. Begin to move something in Jesus' name. Somebody being healed in a right shoulder condition. Just begin to move that right shoulder right now. Begin to rotate it. You couldn't rotate it properly. In Jesus' name, the Lord heal you and set you free. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm going to ask the, uh, some people that are sitting down, if you will, in a moment, take a couple of minutes to go to someone standing up, ask them what the need is, and lay your hands on them and, and pray for them. Now, here's the deal. Can you just listen in real carefully? If you only pray, they may not get healed. You have to not only ask the Lord Jesus to do it, but then you have to command it to happen. When you move from prayer to command, that's when healing is released. So you might, they might tell you they've got a sore back. Well, uh, you just place your hand on the back and then say, in the name of Jesus Christ, receive your healing tonight. And you command that pain to go, uh, whatever the condition is, get them to check it out. Some conditions, people are not going to be able to check out until they have a medical test or until time goes by. But if you need, uh, if you're standing for healing, can you please raise your hand? I just want to make sure we not only pray over you sovereignly, but we get people to come to you. Just Put your hand up if you're standing up for healing. Okay, everyone's sitting down. Can you go and find someone standing up? Just take a couple of minutes, ask them what the need is, minister to them, and get them to check themselves out and report back to you. Okay, so keep your hand up. Uh, uh, if you don't have someone with you, when someone comes, could you put your hand up high so people around, if you're sitting around someone, please would you go to them? Then I'll get you to share, baby, in a minute. I'll get them, get the report back first. Remember, minister in faith, guys. Command that pain to go. Command healing to come in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
claim that healing for my ears, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Command the healing, folks. Command the healing in Jesus' name. Release it to the person you're ministering to. take another minute for those that are still needing to finish off. What fun. Healing. It's wonderful. Church needs to get into this more. Okay, first question. How many felt the power of God go through them, either when you were being prayed over or being prayed for? Just raise your hand. You felt some kind of level of the power of God? That's a number of hands. Okay, not all the conditions are measurable, and some of you will only know that God's done something as time passes or a medical test is done, but some of you have conditions you'll know there's change in your body immediately. So how many you can say uh, something has changed in your body, pain is lessened, there's freer movement, or you felt some kind of change for the better? Just quickly raise your hand if that's you. Okay, there's hands going up there. Just keep your hand up. Keep your hand. The number of hands in here and in here and over here and over there and over there. Well, God's doing some stuff. Praise the Lord. Uh, why don't we just pray one last time? Come on, the Lord's healing people. And sometimes healings don't come instantly and immediately. They come a little later. So stay in faith. But Lord, all through this room, thank you for those you've healed already. And in the name of, and those that don't know they're healed, but will be healed. But right now, Lord, another wave of healing. Let it flow. In Jesus' name, let it flow right now. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Now, Lord, would you keep soaking your people in healing anointing in Jesus' name throughout this meeting. We give you praise, Jesus. We give you thanks. Amen. You know, when you get healed, tell somebody or email the office. We'd love to hear the testimonies, honey. I'm going to share a very short prophetic word, just um, adding on from this morning. And the word that the Holy Spirit has been bringing back over and over and over is glory. And um, the first part I feel is specifically for CU and this scripture in Haggai 2 verse 9. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house. I feel God is just really underlining this. And what I take note of is that first in Haggai 2, the Lord says to the leaders and all the people, be strong, these are just a few extracts, for I am with you and my spirit remains among you. Isn't that encouraging? Then he says, in a little while I will once more shake the heavens and the earth. I will shake all the nations and what is desired by all nations will come and I will fill this house with glory. It's he does it all. He does the filling with the glory, the pouring out. And then we have that scripture, the glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house. And it's just something that we need to be aware of, that in the world, 
Shaking and glory are happening at the same time together. So before this happens, God assures his people he is with us. And we must have no fear when we see the shaking happening, but an expectation of an increased measure of his glory. And I feel the Lord says this for, C for Church Unlimited. Father is seeking a house where he can manifest his glory like never seen before in this nation. He is seeking a house prepared and ready and willing for Jesus to come as the Lord of glory, as the King of glory. And this scripture from Malachi, the Lord you are seeking, will come suddenly to his temple. And that word seeking, keep seeking, that is the key to the coming of the Lord in glory. Then there's another scripture that, wow, I have been going back over and over, drawn, I feel, by the Holy Spirit to do with glory. And this goes beyond us to the global church as well for, for this time that we're entering into. Isaiah 60 verse 1, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. You know what it says in 1 Peter 4.14? The spirit of glory rests on you. The spirit of glory rests on me and on you. That's a wow. That is a wow. We carry his glory and the Lord intends you and I to manifest his glory. But you know, in the next verse, there's a huge contrast See, darkness covers the earth. Thick darkness is over the people. And this is what we need to, again, God wants us to be aware of, that darkness and the light of his glory, again, are happening together, like the shaking and the glory together, the darkness and the glory together, so that we don't get disturbed. And you know, in a, in a vision a little while ago, in an encounter with Jesus, um, I saw him in the brilliance of light shining with glory and fire, and I felt him um, say this, and it, it relates to Isaiah 60. The wicked will increase in their evil ways and deeds. The darkness will increase, but the light of my glory that rests on my people will begin to shine increasingly stronger. Mm. That's where God is Amen. taking us. I feel that he is going to pour out an increased measure of his presence on us. And as his glory falls in this increased measure, he calls you and I to arise and shine for him. And then Jesus continued, eventually the light will overcome the darkness. My glory will prevail, even though there will be contention and conflict and fierce opposition. We don't fear those things. But in this time of trouble, we're entering times of trouble, know also the time, it is the time when the glory of my goodness will begin to be manifested in unprecedented ways. Isaiah 60 will begin to be fulfilled. People of the world, including kings and rulers, will be drawn to the brightness of your shining. 
So I feel we are to get ready for the glory of the Lord, a visitation of Jesus as the King of glory. And Psalm 24 is is a key again. It talks about a generation, and there's that word seek, who seek God, seek his face, seek his presence. And he says, open wide the gates as we seek him, that the King of glory may come in. Good. Good. That's some good prophetic stuff there. I just want to share a a brief word to you. Um, If you'd like to um, find Matthew 13 on your phone or tablet or in your Bible, um, verse 24, um, this is the parable that, and Matthew 13 is an interesting chapter. If you want to understand the kingdom of God, it's a chapter entirely given over to explaining what the kingdom is like. It's got lots of parables about the kingdom, but one that Jesus told is the parable of the wheat and the tares. And um, in, in verse 24 of Matthew 13, I'm reading from the New King James, it says, um, Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field, but while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. And when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tears? Uh, he said to them, an enemy has done this. The servant said, do you want us to go and gather them up? He said, no, lest while you gather up the tears, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of the harvest, I'll say to the reapers, first gather together the tears and bind them in bundles to burn them up, but gather the wheat into my barn. Now, if you go to that chapter later tonight, you'll find that Jesus gives an explanation later in the chapter. And basically what he says is the field is the world. The the wheat is the sons and daughters of the kingdom that Jesus sows into the world. And the tears... Uh, tears here the, the, was a weed that looked like wheat. In fact, it was a plant called darnel, and darnel looks like wheat in, in its, when it's young, and you really can't tell the difference. But at full maturity, you can tell the difference, and it is a grain like wheat, and if you harvest that grain of darnel or tears, and you, you, know, you, you kind of grind it to make a flour, and you made bread out of it, you would find it would have a very bitter flavor. So it was a grain that had a bitter flavor, and if it got into bread, it would pollute the bread, the bread would become useless, you couldn't, you know, if you mixed it with wheat, it would be all over, you'd just ruin the crop, you'd ruin the flour, Um, it was a bitter, it was a nasty thing, and so uh, Jesus is saying that tears look like wheat, but actually they are sons and daughters of the devil who sows them into the world, and uh, while the tears grow up to produce fruit, uh, sorry, the, the wheat grows up to produce good fruit, good quality bread to feed people, the tears grow up and all they do is produce bitterness. And he said, uh, the parable says, let them grow to maturity, don't try and separate them prematurely, because if you try and separate them prematurely, you'll actually damage the good plants. See, when you try and put, uh, politically legislate righteousness, we always end up with trouble. And in history, we have seen nations begin to enforce 
trying to remove evil, trying to remove wicked because of, leg- because of legislation or using armies or military might to do it, you end up being destructive. And the Lord says, don't panic as you see the wheat and the tears growing together because at the end of time, when I come back, I'll send out my harvesters and Jesus explains they're his angels and the angels will gather his elect, his wheat from the four corners of the world and they will be allowed to enter into the kingdom. But it says the tears will be gathered up and burned with unquenchable fire. In other words, committed to hell. And we know that throughout the world, human beings, we all look alike, but we're either tears or we're either wheat. We're either false or true. We're either light or darkness. Jesus said you can't be in the middle. He said you're either for me or you're against me. And in fact, he said, if you're not for me, you're against me. So there's no neutral ground. Well, I'm neutral. I don't mind. You know, you can have your God thing and I'm not. No, no. If you're not for him, you're against him. There's only two crops growing in the world, wheat and tears. And I was reading this scripture, and it just gripped me, uh, and I feel like it's prophetic, but I don't fully know why yet, and so you're my test case. I'm just starting with you, throwing it out, and we'll see what God adds to it as the year unfolds. Um, But the thing that really, really leapt out at me was this phrase, while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears. While men slept, the enemy came. How many civilizations have been ruined because men and women slept? And the devil was able to come and sow tears of wickedness and unrighteous people that began to sprout and take over that society, that nation, that civilization, and introduce a bitterness and ultimately a collapse of that society. And I think we've been seeing that in Western society for the last couple of hundred years, that people have slept, and certainly the last 30, 40 years, as people have slept spiritually, the enemies come and sow tears that are now producing a bitter crop. Secular humanism is one of those tears. It looks good. It looks okay. But it's a counterfeit to the real thing. It's a counterfeit to the kingdom of God. And it's producing an awful crop. And what we're seeing in the world is a maturity of both the tears and the wheat right now of righteousness and wickedness growing up together. And so I believe what Greta's saying is true. We shouldn't be overawed if we see a maturing of wickedness and unrighteousness and and satanic things. That's just par for the course. Jesus said the nearer we get to his coming, those crops would grow together side by side. But we mustn't have a a theology of pessimism. Oh, evil's getting so bad. Wickedness is getting so bad. This stuff's growing. No, no, at the same time, the sons and the daughters of the kingdom, this is our time to sprout. This is our time to grow up. This is our time to mature. This is our time to stand up. Hallelujah. This is our time to minister hope to a lost world. Because the sons and daughters of the kingdom will overcome the bitterness of of the false. And one day separation will come when Jesus is ready to bring separation. Now, I don't fatalistically believe, I I actually believe that God can save people that are planted as tears and make them into wheat. 
Because that's what salvation's all about. People come to Christ out of darkness. They come out of the falseness, uh, but, and they come to know Jesus, and Jesus changes the spiritual DNA. Instead of being bitter tears, they become productive wheat. They become sons and daughters of God. And we shared this morning, as many that receive Jesus who believe in his name, he gives them power to become children of God. But the key, guys, is while men slept, the enemy came. And I feel like it not only is that an international thing, a global thing for our world right now, but I think, too, it's a parable that applies to us as individuals. And I feel, and Greta feels the same, an alert for 2015 that we must not and cannot afford to go to sleep. Because if we sleep, the enemy will come. And tears may get sown into our lives. You say, what are those? They're anything counterfeit to the real thing. It's a thought, uh, uh, it's, a, it's an ideology, it's a, it's a situation, it's a way of thinking that the enemy can just subtly sow if we're sleepy, if we're not alert to the spirit, if we're sleepy, he can sow that and it starts to produce a bitter crop in our lives. And I don't know, I can, it's an intangible to me right now, but I feel it's a warning from the Holy Spirit. Stay alert this year, stay alert. Otherwise, while men sleep, the enemy comes. And Jesus put, put it like this. He said to his disciples when they were falling asleep in the Garden of Gethsemane and they, they weren't praying like he wanted them to pray and, and keep watch with them, he said, listen, stay alert and pray. Stay awake and pray. Being awake and being prayerful are connected. If we are passive in prayer, we will fall asleep. The enemy can come and so counterfeits into our lives. But if we're prayerful and we're in the Word and we stay awake and we stay alert and, and, and listening to the voice of the Spirit, the enemy will not be able to counterfeit us because we'll be alert. We'll sniff that out. We'll sense it real quick. And we'll be able to reject it. This year, I think a whole lot of things are going to get thrown at us. We're going to hear politicians say this. We're going to hear the media report this. We're going to read uh, articles on the internet and magazine. We're going to watch movies and things on TV that largely will have a lot of counterfeit in them. And we must be alert and discerning in order to stay true to the wheat, to the DNA God's put in us. This is a time where Father's saying, I want my sons and daughters to stand up in the earth. I want my people of hope to stand up in the earth. I want my light to shine out of my church as darkness is covering the nations. And you know, darkness is an absence of light. It's a, it's a, it's a blanket of evil. When light comes, darkness goes. He wants his people to stand up. He wants his people to grow up. Listen, some of us have been stunted in immaturity for too many years. It's time to leave immaturity and grow up. Come on. Stop, stop throwing pity parties every time something goes wrong in your life. Grow up and go to God and get God's perspective and begin to pray until the situation changes. I think it's time to throw off immaturity and embrace maturity as sons and daughters of the living God. He doesn't want us to stay as little children but become fully-fledged sons and daughters. And it says creation is groaning, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. What does that mean? Well, you know... Way down the track, it means the resurrection of all things, but right now, immediately, it means that we stand up in maturity. And we show to the world that there is wheat growing, and if they're hungry, they can come and get it. 
He is the bread from heaven. He is the bread from heaven, and he, he abides in us, and He resides in us. One of the things the Lord just spoke to me this afternoon um, about this is He just said two things. He said, number one, there are people here today that you're weary, and even though you've had a holiday, you're weary. Now, I know sometimes we need a holiday from our holidays. I understand that. It's like they can be exhausting. But, um, but you're weary of soul. And I felt like the, the Lord just says, I want, I'm, I want my people to be refreshed tonight. Uh, he, he wants to bring refreshing in the Holy Spirit. And the second thing that I felt him say to me ties in with this whole thing of being alert. And it's, it's that he wants to impart a fresh fire and passion to us as we begin 2015. And a scripture came to me. Uh, it's Romans 12 verse 11, reading from the Amplified Version, which puts it so beautifully. Uh, Paul says to the Romans, never lag in zeal and an earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the Spirit. Serving the Lord enthusiastically. And it was that phrase, be aglow and burning with the Holy Spirit. And again, I feel it's one of the things that, you know, uh, we're going to get to that a little in a few moments, in a few minutes, we're going to get to a point where we just release the anointing of the Holy Spirit all through this room. And I know that there are people that are going to receive refreshing from the Lord, and there are people that are going to say, hey, Father, I need to be aglow and burning with the Spirit. Would you just release some fire my way? and whatever else he wants to do. But we're going to do two things before we get to that point in the meeting. And we said we're going to try and keep the talking short so we can allow time for ministry. And the first thing that I want to do before we get to that is I want to give an opportunity for anyone in this meeting to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Because listen, this is serious stuff. Jesus said at the end of time, or the end of our lives, whatever, whether we die first or whether we're alive when he comes, there will be a separation of wheat and tears. There will be a separation of those that, that have had their sins forgiven and have allowed the Savior to wash them clean and those that haven't and have kept God out of their lives. There will be a separation, heaven and hell, judgment. Depart from me, you wicked, you righteous, enter into my presence. There will be a separation. Make no bones about it. And, and right now, we may not be seeing that separation in the world, but it will come. And it's called Judgment Day, and it's coming. And But, you know, God is not willing that any perish. And it takes no pleasure. Uh, God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, the Bible says. God takes no pleasure in sending anyone into eternal uh, hellfire. And he wants all people, all men, women, children, young people, he wants all to be saved. And that's why the Bible says he sent his son. God so loved the world that he sent his only son that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And I'd love to pray in a moment for anyone in this room who needs to give their life to Jesus. The Bible says if you receive him, if you believe in him, he will give you power to become a child of God. You'll become wheat planted in this world, bringing forth a good crop and being welcomed into the storehouse of heaven at the end of time. And I'd love to pray with you if you've never done that, never given your life to Christ, or maybe you did that, but you know, um, some time ago or years ago, but really honestly, you're right away from God today and you need to come back to Him. And right at the beginning of 2015 is a great time to reconnect with the Lord Jesus. 
I would love to include you in that prayer, and I'm just going to simply ask you in a moment to indicate that you'd like to be part of that prayer simply by raising your hand. Could we just close our eyes to concentrate and pray right now, church? And if you would like to give your life to the Lord Jesus or come back to Him this evening, why don't you just indicate that by lifting up your hand right now? I'll see it and acknowledge it, then you can put it down. Is there someone here you're saying, yes, I need to give my life to Jesus Christ? Christ. I need uh, to either to give it for the first time or come back to him. Just slip your hand up right now as I scan the room. We had a number this morning, which was wonderful. But, uh, you know, sometimes fear will hold us back. Don't allow fear to stop you making this decision. But be bold tonight. If you need, there's a hand over there on my left. God bless you. That's wonderful. Is there someone else? Someone else? You're wanting to give your life to Jesus, wanting to come back to him, just quickly raise your hand right now. Just lift it up high until I see it and acknowledge it, then you can put it down. Someone else, sometimes fear will get the better of you, but don't let it. Just say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be bold tonight. I'm going to give my life to Jesus or reconnect to him. Just quickly raise your hand right now as I scan the room one more time. That's you. You're saying, yes, I want to give my life to Jesus. Raise your hand quickly and we will pray with you in a moment. Is there anyone else? Just lift your hand. Is that why you're lifting your hand, sir? Yes, you are. God bless you. That's cool. Anyone else? Just quickly raise your hand. So I scan the room one last time. All right, amen. I would love to pray for the two people that did that. It would be easier if you would just come to me. Would you just leave your seats, please, and quickly come down? Come on, church, give them a hand. This is wonderful. God bless you. That's cool. Come in with a big smile. Bless you. Hi there. Bless you, young man. It's, it's taken a bit of guts to do that, but good on you. We're going to pray this simple prayer together, and I'd like you to follow me out loud. Would that be okay? Just a simple prayer that you're going to ask Jesus to forgive you, ask him to come into your life and take control. So just mean it as you, as you say it after me. Here we go. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I, ask me, I ask you to forgive me all my sins. All my sins. Cleanse me from every wrong thing I've ever done. I turn from them. I believe you died in my place on a cross. And I now open the door of my life and ask you to come and live in me. Lord Jesus, I receive you. And I now give my life to you. Give me power to live for you from this day on. Amen. God bless you. Let's give them a hand. That's awesome. This, uh, this pastor here, Pastor Paul, is just going to take you through there and just give you something to help you know the next step, and then you can come back. Is that okay? God bless you. Okay, the next bit is awkward because it involves Greta and me, uh, but Pastor Tark has asked um, Pastor Helen to come in a moment just to explain that uh, we're off to the UK again in, in about two and a half months for three and a half months ministry. And so Pastor Tark has very kindly asked that uh, perhaps the church can help us get there. So Helen, you're going to talk to that and then we'll come back and minister. Awesome. Um, David and Greta Peters. <laughs> Got it. Uh, we'll be ministering a little bit after this, but we do want to um, take up a love offering for them. And as I said, they're heading up to the UK. 
and they'll be spending time in, in some of the churches there and leaders and pastors' meetings. And um, sometimes it's really good to know what you're giving towards. And, um, and David has, has allowed us to just to share that specifically everything that we give for the love offering is going to go towards getting them to the UK. So um, all that we're going to give is go towards airfares, being really specific about what we're going to give tonight. So our love, up, love offering is going towards that. And... Um, Give generously because I've been so blessed today, this morning in our service, so blessed. And if you want to be a part of sowing seed in their ministry, but also in the UK and seeing um, churches being strong and leaders being equipped and trained and released and seeing people come to know God and see the power of God, if you want to give to that, that's everything that we give tonight is going towards the ministry. So if we um, would like to bow our heads and I'll pray and then we'll give. Thank you, Lord. Father, we really thank you for uh, David and Greta Peters, and we thank you for their ministry, God, and we thank you, Lord, that there's just a, a 2015 is a year of open heaven, of increased manifestation of your power, Lord God, and of your presence, Lord, and as we give tonight, as we give this love offering, Lord, would you bless it, would you multiply it, God, that it would not just get airfares and get them there, Lord God, but we would see a, such a fruitful harvest, such a fruitful time, Lord, in the UK, and we thank you for the seeds that will be sown in that land. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you as you give tonight. Shall we? And um, we're going to sing a song first because these next moments can be moments of encounter with the Holy Spirit. We're going to sing this song, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. And not only this building, but this place, my life, my heart. And as we sing it, make it a prayer, make it an invitation to the Lord. And then at the end of it, Greta and I are going to release the anointing of the Spirit. We're going to have a number of the leaders, pastors and their wives and elders and home group leaders being available to minister tonight. And uh, so we, we want to lay hands on people as well as release the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And why don't you believe God that you're going to have a wonderful encounter with Him tonight? Amen. Uh, whether you, you know, whether you feel it or not, but you'll know that you'll go from this place that's different. And I just give um, an instruction or two for a minute so that it will enable you to receive better. Uh, in a moment, Greta and I are going to begin to declare and release what we feel the Holy Spirit telling us to. And 
you know, impartation comes not only by the laying on of hands, but by prophetic declaration as we declare the now word of God. And I've said it before that there are two things that will attract the touch of the Holy Spirit to our lives. One is faith. That as you hear us begin to declare and release things, that you say, Father, in faith, I'm receiving that. Whether you feel something or not happen in your life, you're just going to receive it. And the other thing is hunger. If you're hungry for a touch from God tonight, that hunger will attract the Holy Spirit to you. And, I, and particularly those two areas where he wants to restore people's souls and lift the weariness from your life, give you new strength to run this year, to fight the battles that the Lord has you to fight, but also that fire that is going to be released. We will be aglow and burning with the Spirit. We won't go asleep this year while men slept. The enemy came. No, no. We'll be awake. We'll be aglow. We'll be burning with the Spirit. The enemy will not be able to come near us or our family. Let's believe God for an impartation of fire tonight. And let's stay in that place. Hallelujah. Now, when we release the anointing of God, there can be a number of physical manifestations. You can start to feel wobbly on your feet. You can start to feel heat and fire. You may, you may feel a breath or a wind of the Spirit. Uh, there, there may be just a great sense of the closeness of God. There's numbers of ways that the Lord can manifest His presence tangibly. And numbers of you will feel that tonight. Some of you won't feel any of that, but you just receive it by faith. We have discovered people don't feel things sometimes, but boy, they are different afterwards. And so why don't you just lift your hands right now and, and just put your faith into operation. Lift up your heart to be hungry for that touch of God tonight. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. You're already here, but we acknowledge your presence. We welcome your touch tonight. We welcome whatever it is that you, the Father and Jesus have sent you to do tonight. We welcome the angels of God that are here in this room being sent from the Father on commission to touch people's lives tonight. Burning ones in this room. Father, we welcome heaven into this place. Would you open heaven over our lives in these next moments in Jesus' mighty name. For those of you that feel you need that, that um, restoring of your soul, that rest and refreshing, would you lift your hands to the Lord? I release the anointing of the Spirit. He's coming like a refreshing rain. Receive the rain of the Spirit. I speak to every weary soul. Receive this fresh strength and power from the Lord that you will rise up on eagles' wings. Holy Spirit, soak your people in your refreshing rain. Receive supernatural refreshing, supernatural strength. Somebody, uh, some, some people, you're feeling like a cool breeze blowing yes, on you. Yes. And uh, that's just a refreshing from the Lord. Yes. It's, it's beyond the air conditioning. It's beyond that. It's, it's just a, something's going into your soul. It's like a refreshing, cool breeze on a hot day. Receive that. Others of you, you feel like it's just like a gentle soaking rain falling on you. It's literally like you can feel things falling on your head. And it's like rain. It's not rain, there's no water involved, but it feels like that. It's just a little sign that the Lord is soaking you in His refreshing presence. Just receive that right now. 
and others of you, you feel like loads are just being lifted off your shoulder right now. You've been carrying heavy loads and burdens of worries and concerns. And the Lord says, come to me, those who labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Right now, just let your shoulders be released from that burden. Let the Lord place His yoke around your life because He says His yoke is easy and His load is light. Just receive that right now. Why don't you just breathe that in? Just take some deep breaths. Breathe in the refreshing presence of the Lord. Just from the depths of your lungs is like a physical act of something that's happening in your spirit and soul. You're breathing in the refreshing of the Lord. Father, begin to release joy all through this place. Begin to release the joy of the Holy Spirit. Where there's been heaviness of heart, let there become a garment of praise. Where there's been discouragement and, and, and just disillusionment and heaviness, right now, release your joy all through this room, Holy Spirit. Release your joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Thank you, Holy Spirit. that want to be awake and alert and we are desperate to be on fire for you so Jesus we ask that you would come now and that you would pour out your spirit as the the spirit of fire and come and fill us that we will burn that you will set a fire down in our souls that we can't contain and can't control that Lord we will be aglow with you we will burn with love and passion for you would you just again lift your hands to the Lord to receive fire receive fire I release the fire of God on every person receive his fire that you will never be the same after tonight that you will be aglow, that you will burn. I release a burning of love in your hearts for Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I I just uh, believe there there are a number of angels carrying fire in their hands that the Lord has sent, and they're just moving through the room. And if you need that fire, just receive that right now, the fire of the Lord, let it burn. Let it burn. Be aglow and burning with the Spirit right now. We release the fire of God to burn a fresh passion, a fresh love for Jesus, a fresh fire in our beings of passion, of love for the Lord this year, of staying awake because we're on fire for Jesus. Holy Spirit, set a fire down in our soul that we can't contain, that we can't control all through this room. In the name of Jesus, more fire. Steve, it's going to hit you this year. Fire is going to hit your life. It's going to come out of your mouth. You're going to find yourself sitting with pastors, sharing with them and listening to their burdens. But what you share is going to ignite a flame of fire in their hearts and rekindle fire within them. Father, to the back and front of this room, fire in our hearts, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Now just listen carefully. There are numbers of you that are sensing the tangible presence of God on your life. You may be feeling fire, wind, heat. You're f- 
finding it hard to stand up, there may be other manifestations of His presence. If you are feeling and sensing a tangible sense of the presence of God, would you quickly come and stand down the front? Only if you're sensing that tangible presence. I can see people shaking. I can see people under the power of God. Just quickly come and stand along the front. Come as far forward as you can. We'll get to pray for anyone else a little later on, but we're going to start in this place. Just begin to come further forward if you can. Just leave a little space between the front. Let's just try and have one long line across the front. If we have to form a second row, if you can just stand back a meter or two. And uh, I'm going to ask the pastors and elders and their spouses and also home group leaders, any leaders in the church, uh, if you would come and begin to minister. Greta and I are going to start to minister. Uh, What we're going to do, and can we have some of the men to come and stand in behind? Sometimes the power of God comes on you and you can fall over and we just want to make sure you're safe. Guys, what we're going to do, it's about 7.22. I'm going to close the meeting right now so that those who do need to go in the next few minutes, you're going to feel free to be able to do that or go to the cafe, whatever you'd like to do. Thank you so much for coming. So we're going to close the meeting officially, but if you would like to stay for ministry, just to enjoy the presence of God, then you just feel free to stay as long as you want. If you find that there are spaces up the front being cleared after people are being prayed for and you want prayer, then just make your way to the front. But I know the music team is going to just kind of keep ministering softly. Let's just enjoy the presence of God. But we do understand some need to go. So team, let's begin to start praying right now. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to have a few more of the men just come and stand in behind. That would be great.